Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the NS9 Post Game Show. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we got Neil. How's it going? Watch yourselves a pirate game. And you told me something before the show backstage. I'm going to put it out there. I'm putting you on blast right now. You are 0-3 on post game shows. I am 0-3. This is going really badly, really fast. (laughs) (laughs) So we've talked. Everyone knows about the the best team in the NL when I don't watch. Seriously. Seriously. Yeah, like I said, we talked about the Rosati curse, and now there's potentially formulating a Neil curse. Is it like a Neil 2.0? This, this team has had <laughs> enough Neil, right? Like, it's Neil 2.0 curse? Ever, ever since Neil Huntington left this franchise, the name Neil has cursed this team forever. <laughs> what have we done? <laughs> <laughs> well, but at least it wasn't all bad. Like, the last time I was on, there was, like, nothing redeeming to talk about. Tonight we actually have some things we can talk about that are fun. No, you make a good point. I mean, it was a loss, so I mean, it's yeah. still your fault. I'm putting the blame on you and my eyes on you now for this. But you're absolutely correct. I mean, in the loss, there was there's actually a lot to talk about today. There's a lot of good things to talk about. Even offensively, where they scored zero runs, I feel I feel like there's some good mm-hmm. stuff that happened. Um, but I mean, let's get down into it. I think the story of the day is Johan Oviedo. Yep. And his, let's say it, I mean, his dominant performance, he pitched extremely well. Oh, yeah. I mean, I didn't know he had 99 miles an hour in him. And he not only is dealing 99 miles an hour, he's sitting 97. He's not walking players. He's extremely efficient, right? This has been so far this year. It, I have absolutely no complaints about him. He's been fantastic. I can't say it any better. Honestly, like, I mean, the, the, the back-to-back starts right now have been mm. pretty much dominant. You know, that's what we talked about last show. I think I was on it with Oviedo, maybe Jim, or maybe we talked about this on a, like a other podcast, but whatever it was. I mean, I questioned, is this maybe his best start? This was his last start. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's debatable. I know that one against the Cubs is really, really good too, but like, that's how that performance was. You can question it. Of course, yeah. small samples. Not like he has a long tenure major league story behind him, but. That's where we talked about last start. Now this one comes out, and I feel like you're asking the same question. Was this maybe his best start? Oh, at this point, I don't think it's a question. It's the answer. Like, this was the best we've ever seen Johan Oviedo perform in a Pirates uniform. Like, even last year, he had some really good starts. His numbers were good, but it was really shaky. He doesn't look shaky. Outside of that one inning in Boston, where, I mean, he kind of got cheese on a couple of Fenway home runs. He wasn't good, but I don't think it was five runs bad. He's been lights out. Yeah, one bad inning against a hot Boston Red Sox team. So, nope. He, I mean, I don't want to overreact. <laughs> I would love to overreact, but I right. can't. <laughs> it's been two starts, but I am very happy with what I've seen so far. 
and I don't think this is an overreaction. I mean, I think this is just saying like, hey, look, because you and I both to put it up there, apparently not Connor, but <laughs> but you and I, I think both were on the same board where he's got stuff. You know, I don't dislike Oviedo as a pitcher. It's not as I don't think he's a major leaguer, but I felt mm -hmm. strongly about the reliever tag on him. Yeah. It's just the I, walks, I the control. Yeah, I mean, very, very shaky, but he's got stuff. Mm -hmm. But granted, you're heading to 2023. You see what's out there for the rotation, the pitchers they have. I, I want to give him every opportunity because if he can be a starter and competent, even if it's a four or mm -hmm. five, that means a lot, you know? So give yeah. him the opportunity. Now, no, I, I guess like, my thing is a slight annoyance is that he wouldn't be in the rotation if Brew Baker doesn't die. I think that's something that just really frustrates me. I mean, I know Vince Velasquez shoved for six innings last night and right. Rich Hill looked so much better against the Astros, but I'm just sitting here thinking if Brew Baker didn't have the worst possible pitching injury, he would be in the bullpen and that would, we would be probably wouldn't we probably be like around under 500. I'd, I'd say without Oviedo starts. Yeah. That's potential. I mean, I think we'd be talking about Oviedo how well he's looking in the bullpen because he's yeah. looking good. At least, you know, we'd have that. But you're you're right because I don't think they would have done the correct thing and put Vince mm -hmm. Velasquez in the bullpen. They would have put Oviedo in the bullpen instead. Mm -hmm. um, but it's almost like with the crew situation we talked about. Like, you know, like no one wants to see Brubaker go down. I certainly didn't. I thought there'd be some good things this year out of Brubaker. He goes down. That gives Oviedo that opportunity. Much like we talked about Cruz. Cruz going down. No one wants to see that. But it's given... Castro and you know Bay the opportunities to get more at bats and see what they have, which they're capitalizing mm -hmm. on as well. But you know, back to Oviedo, you are right. I mean, he he's now given that opportunity, and he's he's taking it. Yeah, and I mean, I think what's really encouraging about tonight's stars, I think he just did everything well. Like it wasn't just location and control that was, but like he limited hard contact. I think I just looked through. Savant, I don't think he gave up a single batted ball that was over 100 miles an hour. So he was just electrically dominant. And I mean, it, if you can get those performances from a guy who you got for a rental, you know, I was not a fan of the of the Quintana trade at the time. I didn't like trading right. to a division rival. I wanted to extend Quintana. Um I'm happy to eat crow if this is the OVA that we get for the, ne the next five years. If it's a little bit less, I'm happy yeah. with it also. <laughs> right. Yeah, <that's> <laughs> if we, this we is what we're getting, I'm yeah. way happy. But you're right. You're absolutely right. You know, and I'm, I'm the same way. I will absolutely eat crow because I wasn't a big fan of it too because – and Nunez is still to find out. But I just feel like at best he's a platoon. And I'm going to give Oviedo the opportunity to start. But I feel like he's probably more of a reliever. So yeah. far, and again, this is where the overreaction is. I'm not ready to label him like he is a starter now, mm -hmm. but he's doing everything he needs to do. It's not like this is a flash in the pan. Like he is showing what mm -hmm. he needs to do to be that starter. All the flaws yeah. aren't showing up right now. And it's just, it really, I think it's a mentality thing because like watching him pitch is like watching Rowanzi Contreras pitch if Contreras had confidence. That's a good way to put it. I feel like, and I complained about this in the last video, the Contreras pitch is scared. Oviedo has balls of steel. He is not afraid <laughs> to throw inside. As he's shown he's, tonight. 
Like, have you seen that video of him like going after the Giants player on second base? No. Oh, I think I saw it's been yeah, a while like, last he, year. Yeah. He, so I, I love his mentality and he's so young. So yeah, Oviedo is quickly rising up my uh, favorite players list. Very happy. Cool. I just want to point something out. The sixth inning, you talk about the balls hit over 100 miles an hour. Sixth inning, he did give up two over 100. Darn it. But that All was right. it. It was I, the I didn't know inning, and it was two, of course, uh, Nolan Arenado and Goldschmidt. So, I mean, I mean, those are pretty good players. <laughs> yeah, I about to say if you if, the, if those are the two are hidden off, I guess that's acceptable. Sure, I'll I'll, t- I'll accept that. Um, <laughs> but let's go down the stat line too. Also, so you know, as mentioned, seven innings pitched today. He had one run, ten strikeouts, one yep. walk. He threw 71% strikes. And again, that's what I'm talking about. We talked last time when he pitched how he's pounding the zone. He was commanding his off, like the, the slider so well. Mm-hmm. Same thing today. Pounding the zone, commanding so well. Now, granted, I know the ump gave a few. I mean, that ump today was terrible, by the way. Yeah. Trash. But it was both ways, so you can't complain too hard. The umping has been awful this entire series. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, listen – I'm as a kind of segue, I thought we got a defensive catcher who was supposed to frame these pitches so that they would be strikes. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> also they were calling strikes when the balls were like three inches off the plate too. Yeah, so that's so true. again, <laughs> but um, but yeah, and, and again, the other thing too, the thirty percent whiff rate. So I mean, he was pounding the zone. He was getting swings and misses. I mean, again, he just looked very, 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 very good. Yeah, and he, he he, I know he gave up the run. I I don't. He didn't look like he broke a sweat all night though. Very comfortable, ten strikeouts, one run type deal, and it sucks that he gets saddled with the loss tonight. It does. That that is what stings too. <laughs> and I don't want to transition yet because that's a great segue to the next part here of the offense. Yeah, <laughs> but again, like to talk about him, you know. 93 pitches in seven innings again like he was very very efficient as well Mm -hmm. um so to kind of cap it off i don't know there's any more you know you really really talk about with him but to cap it off with oviedo two back-to-back starts he's having a really good season right now um you know on the year granted three starts 18.1 innings he's got a 2.45 era uh and again like the walks are fine he's averaging 2.45 you know per nine striking out more than nine batters per nine Mm -hmm. This guy looks like a very competent pitcher right now. And when you talk about the confidence, it's there. That can do a lot. Yep. And it's just – it's nice when pitching has been such a struggle for this team in the entire Sherrington administration that we finally get a guy who looks like he's young and can actually be a mainstay in the rotation. And I'm just praying that it stays this way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> there was a little feeling to me. It's like this is gonna go away soon, but I'm hoping it stays. Right. And then granted, you know, we talk about Brew Baker. Obviously, there's not good news for mm-hmm. um you know I'm so terrible with names. Uh Burroughs. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's out too. too. Right. But that was one of the things you talked about with this season. Like that's what it presented. There's a lot of options. You want to see some of these young pitchers maybe develop and mm-hmm. show you what they got, like how Keller did last year. So you have Rowan Z, maybe Luis Ortiz makes the next step. You have 
you know, Burroughs and all that. Now, Oviedo, again, like we talk about opportunities, he's going to have his opportunity all year long because of the injuries that are out there and such. Um, but you're right. Yeah. Ronzi can take the next step. Maybe Oviedo does. Like you're squinting and you're starting to see a, a rotation for the future here. Yeah. And especially if Ortiz hits, like, you know, even if Contreras, I mean, I, I don't want to give up on Contreras, even if a lot of what no, he does on the map frustrates me. But like, even if you just have Keller, Oviedo, Ortiz, like that is something you can build around. And then you can kind of do that 2013 to 2015 thing where you slide in an AJ Burnett, you slide in a Edison Volquez, um, a Jay Happ who just come in great number three starter and the veteran presence and you have a playoff rotation. So right. yeah, it's, it's a good thing to have. And I, I can't imagine he loses that rotation spot anytime soon. Yeah. I, I'm, the leash is going to be pretty long for him. I'm sure. Um, but let's transition. Cause like you right. said, it was very unfortunate that he doesn't get the win because this, this type of performance, you feel like, it, you know, you would deserve that. And yep. Like on the opposite end, it's not as if Woodford like had a good performance. I mean, he pitched five point one, only three strikeouts, a walk, gave up seven hits, no earned runs. You know, like on the other end of this, the Pirates' offense wasn't anemic tonight. It wasn't as if like it was just gone and they couldn't get anything going. You know, nope. only seven strikeouts. You know, they were making contact. We mentioned how you said there was, you know, there was just the two hits over hundred miles an hour against Oviedo. There was 13 balls hit 98 miles an hour or greater by the Pirates tonight. Like they weren't just hitting balls too. They were hitting it very hard tonight. Yeah. And I think, and this has annoyed me for years, but the Cardinals are just so good at defense. No matter what the year, no matter who they have, they are just so solid defensively where they buy their pitchers outs like that. Where, or Arenado can get the key clutch double play with the bases loaded and a, not an yeah. easy play by any means. Like it was no. like, it was, it, he made it look routine. So like, but it is we were unlucky, right but also having a free out that ninth every single day. Now is <laughs> when we, <laughs> I don't want to turn this into an ND discussion, but I am so tired of Austin hedges. I know he had a double today, but I am tired of him already. I want to stay calm. I mm-hmm. get it. I, I get it. And trust me, I'm sure. I mean, we would all take 70 players maybe in this organization right now over Austin Hedges in that spot. But he is there for other things also. And, and this is why I say I'm, I'm trying to be calm and mild with it because at least this team has eight competent guys ahead of them. Mm-hmm. That's something you could not come close to saying over the past two years. So, that's like, true. if that's something I have to swallow every night, that's that's hard to swallow. But that's the only thing I have to. Then, like, I'm okay with it for mm. now. It's not the most desirable thing. And yeah, we can certainly like there is reason to have a conversation on it. But to kind of put perspective of where we were a year ago having these post game shows, and four through nine, yeah, was a bunch of a bunch of Austin edges. That's where we're at right now. So, like, yeah, I'm okay. However, yes, you can definitely have gripe because that was a big spot and that might have cost the game, like, big picture wise. Bases were loaded, only one out. Austin Hedges comes up, 55 mile an hour bloop. Yeah. It was like, it was like the Kevin Newman special. Yeah. Right? Double play it's, ends it. It's not fair. 
And I admit it's not fair to just to blame Austin Hedges because we were like one for seven with runners in scoring position today. Like it was a team wide effort of just not clutch hitting when it mattered. And you could just, and I think that was like the one big thing you really missed with Santana being out of the lineup is that mm-hmm. Santana is not the best hitter in the world, but man, this year he, when runners are on, he has been money and you could really tell that we were missing that tonight. Um, but I mean, Reynolds left three people on base. McCutcheon, I think, had the unluckiest one for four I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, he had at least two over 100 miles an hour, I think, today, right? Yeah. If, if like not he, he, He's on the leaderboard of the Savant page multiple times, I think. Yeah, that last ground out was 95 even. <laughs> Yeah, and so like, it's like that's why I can't like be too upset because like you lose, you're you're gonna lose sixty games a year, and sometimes the offense just doesn't come together, and that's okay, you know. Yeah. Like if you pick yourself up, you scored five runs to you last night, you're gonna be fine. Um, this is baseball. Yeah. <laughs> so I, as tired as I am of Austin Hedges, I'm not going to be like, oh, this is the worst thing ever. I'm not gonna like melt down, but like. So I am very much at peace with how the Pirates offense has been playing so far this year. Yeah, I cannot. Honestly, I cannot complain. That's why I put out a tweet today. Again, speaking about like night and day. Yeah. I forget the true numbers now. I think they're either way. They're they're in the upper half of the league in both strikeout and, and walk rate. Yep. And again, post the last year where they're the bottom of that. I was like, we set the league record in strikeouts last year, didn't we? Or, or, our yeah. team record. Or we set our team, team record in strikeouts. And I was like, and I, I was banning the fire Andy Haynes drum. Um, not going to lie, but it seems like whatever he's been doing with them, it's been better this year. So it helps when you get a major league players to work with. Well, I would say that too. I think to also like actually having major league players on the team. Yeah. And those major league players are performing. I can't talk enough about the fact that like Kutch is here and he is performing. Santana's yep. here, and he is performing. You know, yeah. Troy is. It seems like it's it's slowly starting to get there. Um, but regardless, like these guys are here and they're performing. They're part of the success yeah. of the success they're having. But again, tonight, that's why I mentioned like there was only seven strikeouts tonight. You know, mm-hmm. you see this zero, and you're expecting. Okay, there's probably yeah. twelve Ks, right? Because that's the mo mm-hmm. of the Pirates over the past three years. That wasn't the case. And by the way, yeah. Kutch, 98, 95, 102, 104 mm-hmm. off the bat tonight. And like 36-year-old Andrew McCutcheon. Even Reynolds, I feel like, should have had a couple more hits. But, but yeah, I mean, it is so much better because you're not playing Hoy Park and Cole Tucker. <laughs> and Josh Van Meter at first. <laughs> Mike, that's depressing, Mike. At least spell my name right, man. It's right there at the bottom. Um, Sadly, I think he's true. You might be out um, 0.6 runs per game. That's depressing. <laughs> um, because it was the final Reds game. It was the first Astros game, and now it's this. Not a great start, um, but that's okay. Um, but yeah, um, I'm I'm prayers up that choice is okay. Because I was, I'm going to be really upset if he's finally starting to mash, hit home runs, and suddenly he goes on the aisle with an ankle injury. But unlike last year, we now don't have to go to uh, whatever his name was. 
pick Michael one. Chavis. We okay. don't have to rely on Michael <laughs> Chavis to play a uh, hundred games at first base this year. So the team's not going to have a negative four war this year at first. Yes. Three, and whatever. we're actually employing more than three starting outfielders. Yeah. But you're, you're, you're correct in that not to like veer off too much on this, but right. Like if Troy would have any extended or any of the first baseman there, that's what this team has right now is actual competent depth. I mean, we saw Connor Joe playing mm-hmm. first base today and he can do that, you know, if needed. You you have Santana, you have Troy. There's Connor Joe as well, um, and I guess if need be, they can go down to the minor leagues and such too. But um, yeah, I mean, there's actual depth all around, mm-hmm. all around the organization right now that can there are actual major leaguers outside of maybe Matthias and Mason Martin has a 200 WRC plus in Double A so far. There you go. Get him on the forty man, I guess. Not really. I don't think he is. He got the uh, he got demoted the double S. So I mean, good yeah. for him for rebounding. But yeah, um, I haven't checked Nunez's numbers off hand. I don't think they're anything special right now. Like two fourteen maybe. But and I don't want. But regardless, yeah, we don't need to get into that. Yeah. And like one more offensive thing, I guess I don't want to bring that into mood too much. But is when do we have the discussion about Jack Stewinsky? He. Okay, so because for me, it's not just this year, right? It seems to me he had an amazing June last year, mm-hmm. maybe into July last year, where he was tearing the cover off the ball, hitting home runs. He had a three-home run game, walked – like, he was great. It hasn't gotten better. And he's still – like, when he makes contact, it's a beautiful thing. When? But he can't make contact. I mean – I think he posted in our last post game. He has like a sixty-two percent contact rate. It's not yeah, good. right in the zone. Yeah, in the zone because that's the thing. Like he doesn't chase. Yeah, which is good because you would think someone like that strikes out a ton chases and he doesn't. He just he has a good eye, mm-hmm. except when he needs to use it to hit the ball. But like the strikeout rate has gotten worse this year. Mm-hmm. Like it's now up to thirty-two percent, and it's getting to the point where, you know. That throw was terrible. I mean, and you know, you're probably not getting him in the first place. But if you're if you're having him in there for defense, that throw isn't good defense. You know, and I don't want to blame him for that run, but like, if you're not going to hit, you got to do something for us. And I don't know if he's doing anything for this team at the moment. Right. I mean, he really is like the three outcome player. Yeah. You know, and because I, I want to point it out because. He does have a good eye. I mean, he draws walks. You know, last oh, yeah. year even we're talking about his his terrible year, but he did have eleven percent walk rate, and even this year is at twelve point five. You know, he has a good eye. He, he he'll draw his ba- walk. He'll get his base. Yeah, but if he doesn't do that, he's striking out. Or if it's at PNC, he'll hit a home run. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and um, unfortunately, you, if you can't play on the road, you can't play in the major leagues. I don't think I've ever seen anything like this. Where no. he has a complete inability to hit the ball away from home. Now, what I will say is I will step aside. We talked a little bit about this with Fort on, on Wednesday. Okay. He seems optimistic about Sawinski. He says it's coming. So, listen, okay. he's played Major League Baseball. <laughs> I enough. can't have the pleasure of saying that. Okay. So, I will... He has the same worries, though, too. I mean, you know, he said the same thing. Like, the strikeouts are way too high. I'm with you and I have my worries and I'm not sure that it will change. I'm not sure like who he really is, but 
he's providing some optimism. So I'll, I'll wait a little bit on that. No, that's um, fair. And I, I don't blame anyone for why we roster him because, you know, Travis Swaggerty is an exciting option. He still isn't batting that great in in AAA. And he Jack can play center, which only Reynolds can do. So I get, and I get why people are patient with him. I just feel like there hasn't been the adjustment that we wanted to see from last year. And we kind of touched on it in spring training and it's continued over into the season. And so I will, I am hoping like with Oviedo that I eat crow on this, but I am skeptical at the moment right now. I'm a hundred percent behind you. I'm a hundred percent. When the trade happened, I know we all talked, of course, you know, before you were on and all that, but like Jim Tyler, myself kind of talked and we kind of pegged him as like a fourth outfielder. Yeah. And when he came up last year, the one thing we said was he's showing he belongs in the majors, at least at that point in time. I mean, he looked comfortable. He looked confident. You mm-hmm. know, he didn't have too many at bats or he just looked silly. Um, but then of course later came out with the strikeouts, but even still today, like as, as bad as he's playing, I still think he's a major leaguer. It's just, he's probably going to be a fourth outfielder. If mm-hmm. anything, I'm not saying that can change, but it kind of seems like that's, that's maybe what he is, which is okay. It, it's, yeah. You need those two. I just don't think he's going to be the 30 home run guy batting 250 every year that a lot of people were begging him for last year. Uh, but yeah. with that said, there's still things to like in his game. Again, like, the, like his eye, I just, what Fort was kind of saying, and again, if you guys want to listen to WNS9 Plus this uh, Wednesday, he was on. We talked pretty at length um, about Swinsky as well, but it's just the pick selection. And like he's got to catch up to the high fastball. He has mm-hmm. to. He has to pick a pitch and go after it. And that's what Fort's saying. Like once he does that, he thinks he can turn it around. And he says it's coming close. So maybe it is. Okay. But I'm, I'm still pessimistic on that. Mm-hmm. No. And listen, if it does, Happiest man on earth because having a 30 home run corner outfielder is just something we have never had in since Jason Bay. Yeah. <laughs> I might say the closest to Ga- Garrett Jones. Like, oh, Garrett Jones. Close, yeah, Garrett. Like, that's probably yeah. the. Yeah. Which so I don't think he had 30, say, but at this high 20. That's like the low 200s. I legitimately don't care if he gives you 30 home run power and plays good right field defense. Um, but yeah, it's not, it's been rough for him this year. It has. But with that said, <laughs> let's spin it in another direction. Yeah. I want to talk and I feel like I want to keep talking because I'm kind of baffled. And this is a guy I like, but Rodolfo Castro. Like he's having a hell of a season right now. Yep. I, I will say, I don't know how to make his stat line because we've seen, you know, he's got on base twice because of the pitch violation. Then he's yeah. got hit a few times that, you know, added on base and such. But I will talk like his approach does seem different. I mean, he, like he doesn't look like he's swinging at all in the first pitch. Yeah. He, he, he's gone into noticeable attempts to cut right. down from his approach last year which i think got him sent down in the first place yep. and yeah i mean he is walking like crazy his on base right now is a 440 441 
Yeah. His was walk percentage is a 14.7 and his strikeouts are a 23.5. Granted, all small sample, 34 plate appearances, right? But again, like yeah. these are things too you're seeing and watching his approach. Mm-hmm. You're seeing some of the results. And again, I think there's a lot of fluke behind it, but take that out. He's been in an enormous amount of full counts already. Oh, so yeah. he's seeing a lot of pitches. He's being pretty patient right now at the plate. That's not like Rudy Castro last year. Yeah. However, and I don't want to bring it down because I've been extremely happy, but he, I feel like, has a lot of similarities to Jack Suwinski, where he, when he hits the ball, it goes crazy. Like it goes really, it's really hard hit. It goes far. He walk, he has gotten a good eye, but he whiffs a lot. And so I hope that the whiffs go down, but like, it's the one thing that's like holding me back from saying, this is our second baseman of the future. Um, but so far this season, he's been great. And if this is the Rodolfo Castro where he wants to walk, um, 14% of the time, I am going to be the happiest man on earth. Yeah, who um, are you? Take that mask off. <laughs> what are you saying? No, I'm saying, right. Like, who are you? Take that mask off. Who's behind the mask? Because that's not <laughs> Rodolfo Castro. What are you doing walking 14% of the time? But you're right. And as Anthony said, like, you're seeing, go back to the, how we started the show. You talked about, with, you know, is it Haynes or whatever? Like, you're seeing the team walk. You're seeing a yeah. much, much different approach by many of these players. Yeah. Not a lot of free swinging, not a lot of high strikeouts. You're seeing them be patient and like the guys that you never would think of, like even for Cruz, even for Castro, you would expect some improvement, but I didn't expect Cruz up at this point, having the second highest walk rate on the team. No, neither did I. I didn't expect Castro to be at 14%. I mean, if he was at 8%, I'd be like, wow. (laughs) And and I do think that there is at some point, and I like the approach. I do think that there is a little bit where like they are, sacrificing contact for more walks because I feel like a lot of times, like especially at Cruz's barrel accuracy wasn't great before he got hurt and Castro was still whiffing a bit, but no, mm-hmm. I am very much on board without this free swinging crap that we saw all of last year, except right. from Daniel Vogelbach who didn't swing at anything. Um, <laughs> so no, you're, you're right. Um, and, and listen, it's worked. I mean, the pirates offense can score runs like we, and we were counts. Um, and we've even, you know, been in good situational hitting like Connor, Joe, Carlos Santana, Brian Reynolds have all been showing that they can come through when there matters the most. Right. And it didn't happen tonight, but there is a substantial improvement from this year than the 2022 pirates who I increasingly become more convinced every day that I losing only a hundred games was impressive. Right. Um, let's do this. So again, it was a it was a loss, but I thought we kept it pretty positive. Let's yeah. let's save all the the bad stuff here just for the end, and we'll kind of make it quick too. It's also been thirty one minutes. Yeah. So I mean, again, it was a one nothing game. The win was still very much in reach. Dwayne Underwood Jr. does come into the game. Yeah. Can't really miss bats. Three hits in point one innings. Two earned. One strikeout. Also a walk. He did not look good at all. Nope. It, and I, I, I know I talk about him a lot, but if anything, I feel like 
Dwayne Underwood Jr. is the Nick Gonzalez of relief pitchers. He looks like the prettiest. He has the prettiest stuff. He looks like he can put it all together. And when he's on, he's on. But he doesn't do it consistently. I feel like every other appearance, he's giving up three hits or walking people, even if it's not hard contact. And maybe you can call it unlucky. But I notice it's a trend. And so there is an elite pitcher in Dwayne Underwood Jr. that is going to leave the Pirates at some point, sign with the Yankees, and become an all-star reliever. (laughs) But we have to suffer through him right now. And it's just, it's painful to watch at at times. Like, when he's on, it's incredible. Like, his last outing, I forget when it was, but he had, I think, an outing against the Astros looked incredible. Two games ago, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Against the Astros looked incredible. Tonight was hard to watch. I know. I know he's been getting a lot of hate for a couple years. And I've been... I don't want to say like a Dwayne Underwood, Underwood truther, but I feel like he gets too much hate than That's he fair. deserves. Uh, for one, put him in in a clean inning. Let him go out there. Nobody on. For two, get him out when he's done with that inning. Don't put him back in for a second one. Uh, now, tonight was both good things, and he still did it. But like also, like he, he's good for what he is. He's, a, he's mm-hmm. just he, – he's a guy. He shouldn't be in any like late-inning role, you know, yeah. not this huge multi-inning role. And like this is a tight spot and not – I don't know if I really want to go Underwood. Of course, you know, your options are pretty limited and such. But, yeah, it is what it is. I mean, the lead was out. It's not like the Pirates scoring runs anyways. one nothing would have done yeah. it. Very inconsequential in the long run, but definitely takes yeah. the wind out of the sails going into the ninth, being down three runs instead sure. of being down one. Yeah, but. when Austin Hedges is swinging at pitches at his chin. <laughs> he, he did not go to the Andy Haynes school of approach. <laughs> no. I don't know if you went to any school for an approach. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, and then just top it off, hey, you know, Robert Stevenson does come back in. He's yeah. fresh off the IL, so he came in point two strikeout, no hits, no walks. Um, I have some faith in him. I have – I don't want to call it excitement, but I feel like he's a capable reliever. Mm-hmm. I'm intrigued by him. I want to see what he'll do this year. Uh, so I am a fan. I think yeah. I think he will be a solid seventh inning guy. I don't think Moreta is going to keep it up forever. Uh-huh. And so <laughs> taking <it home. laughs> um, but um, so the fact that we can slot in a guy like Stevenson, I think that was a good pickup, and I really liked what I saw last year. Sure. And so Holderman, you know, um, Stevenson, Holderman, Bednar. It's not the. It's not the 2015 pirates, but that'll get you through a lot of baseball games. And I'm with that. And if you're having a competent starting (laughs) rotation right now, that also goes deep into games, which is something that this team hasn't had for a while that helps out a bullpen also. So as much fun as seeing cam VO die on the mound personally, um, (laughs) I I prefer this. (laughs) Right. So that pretty much wraps it up. So again, it was a three nothing loss to the Cardinals in St. Louis, but overall, honestly, not a bad game. There's still a lot of good stuff to talk about. They play again tomorrow. Yeah. I think it's a six o'clock game. I'm sorry. I'm like all mixed up with days right now. I was like, wait a minute. What day is tomorrow? (laughs) So yeah, tomorrow is Saturday. So they do play again tomorrow. And yeah, what did you say? It was six. Two fifteen. Oh, it's a two fifteen. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we'll be back again tomorrow to hopefully talk about a dub.
The big uh, 10 nothing win that Denardo will not let me be on the show for. No. 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 We want to win tomorrow, so Neil's done. He won't see him again until next week. week. (laughs) Cardinal series is too important. day to the Rockies. (laughs) Yes, we're sitting on your plane tonight. (laughs) All right, so let's get out of here. Appreciate everyone for watching. We will see you again, uh, of course, tomorrow. Bye-bye. Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks.